Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment. One of our listeners writes in today and they have a great question. Can Satan be everywhere at all at one time? You know, in our day, there's a renewed interest in Satan. Hollywood has given us movies like The Exorcist and The Omen, along with a legion of movies to whet our every movie watcher's appetite to the occult. Even in some Christian circles, there's been a renewed interest in ministries of deliverance. Scripture teaches that Satan can oppress, he can assault, he can tempt, he can even slander and accuse the Christian. But it's not possible for a Christian, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, to be possessed by a demon. Where the Holy Spirit dwells, there's liberty. And so a Christian indwelt by the Holy Spirit cannot be controlled by an evil spirit. Since Satan is a created being, he cannot read our thoughts because he's not all-knowing like the Lord. Only the Lord, he knows everything, including our thoughts. In 1 Kings 8.39, Health Bible readers understand that God alone, he knows the human heart. And so no one but the Lord has that ability. And the Lord also knows what we will say before we'll say it, even while the thought is formulating in our brains, Psalm 94.11 says. Jesus, God incarnate, exhibited the divine quality of knowing men's thoughts, such as in Matthew 9.4. Satan is powerful. He's the highest of all the fallen angels and was even persuasive enough to convince one-third of all the angels to join him in his rebellion. Even after the fall of Satan, Michael, the archangel, they dared not confront him without the Lord's help. Satan is also the prince of the power of the air. You see, Satan is a created being. It means that, that he cannot have omniscience. God is the only one who knows both our thoughts and can search our hearts. Satan and his minions have been observing and tempting the people of God for millennia, and so they have learned a lot. But even without the ability to read our thoughts, the demonic horde can guess our thinking, and they can use that to, our, uh, to their advantage. Christians are instructed because of this in James 4.7 to submit to God. Before we're told to resist the devil in James 4, 7. See, Jesus knows people's thoughts, and Satan lacking this ability, he demonstrates another limitation in his character. Satan, without God's permission, isn't able to do anything. He cannot search the human heart. The conflict between Satan and the Lord is not a struggle between two equal powers, for all authority and power belongs to the Lord. The biblical imagery of Satan includes him as an angel of light, as 2 Corinthians 11.14 says. The angel of light imagery, it demonstrates Satan's clever ability to manifest himself under the appearance of good. Satan is subtle, which is why in the Garden of Eden he's described as crafty in Genesis 3.1. Satan is no fool. He's a counterfeit who speaks with eloquence and whose appearance is stunning, and he wears a cloak of light to deceive people. Satan, according to 1 Peter 5.8, is like a roaring lion who seeks to devour whom he may. Satan, the archetype, uses the same figure of a lion describing Jesus. The anti-lion, Satan, devours, while the lion of Judah, Jesus, redeems. The so- uh, Satan's strength is not a real strength. It cannot match the strength of Christ, whose power and strength is superior. Even so, Satan's strength is greater than our strength, but not for our Lord Jesus. Satan may deceive us to underestimate our strength, but equally so, he wants Christians to overestimate his strength. 
Either way, he deceives Christians and he trips them up. Now, some think that Satan doesn't exist at all. He is, to them, an impersonal evil force or a collection of evil that finds its origin in the sins of society. Some, like the cults, they focus too much on Satan, and such a focus diverts their gaze from the glory of Christ. If Satan can and he does persuade people that he doesn't exist, then guess what? He can work his schemes however he wants to without being resisted or even detected. And if Satan can get people to become preoccupied with him alone, then he can lure them into the false teaching of cults that deny biblical orthodoxy. The Apostle Peter was one who underestimated Satan in his wiles. Jesus warned Peter beforehand about his impending betrayal, but Peter said in Luke twenty-two thirty-three, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And Peter was so overconfident, and he didn't understand the strength of Satan. And moments before Jesus warned about the strength of Satan, Peter rejected his warning. And, and Jesus said in Luke twenty-two thirty-one, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. And Peter became putty in the hands of Satan. It was easy for Satan to seduce Peter as it was to sift wheat in a sieve. All that said, Satan's power over Peter and the people of God are limited. Satan, uh, he may be stronger than we are, but we have Jesus who defeated death in the grave and put an open shame to Satan's plans in the cross. 1 Peter 4.4 4 says, Little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. James 4.7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You see, when the roaring lion Satan comes to deceive, Christians are to resist him in the power of the Holy Spirit. Satan sifted Peter, but his victory over Peter was only temporary. With, with that warning Jesus gave, he also comes with the teaching in Luke twenty-two thirty-two. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. When you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Jesus here both predicted the fall and the restoration of Peter. Christians today are not to underestimate Satan. We need to understand that pride goes before destruction. To overestimate Satan is to grant him more honor and more respect than he deserves. For Satan is a created being, and as such, he is infinite and he's limited and he's subordinate to God. Biblical Christianity never embraces a dualism of equal and opposite power. Satan is stronger than men, but he's no match for the Lord God. Satan has zero divine attributes. His knowledge may exceed ours, but he still isn't all-knowing like the Lord. Satan's strength may be greater than ours, but he is not all-powerful. Now, Satan may have a wider sphere of influence than we have, but he's not all-present. Satan is stronger than men, but he's no match for the Lord God. In all things and all ways, the Lord is who he says he is. He acts according to his revealed character. The people of God can trust the Lord. They can take him at his word. He's altogether holy, majestic, and glorious. He alone is worthy of our worship. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.